This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Hello and welcome to the Publicly Challenged Podcast. I'm your host, Luke Oswald, and I hope you join me on my quest for knowledge to become a better public land hunter, angler, and forager. Stick with this and who knows, maybe we will learn something together. All right, real quick before we get started on the show, I'm just going to talk about Treeline Academy. You've heard me say it. I can't even tell you how many times. Um, Mark Livesey is treelineacademy.net. That's treelineacademy.net. Sign up. Use the promo code PC2020. Save yourself 20 bucks. Can't say it enough. It's awesome. Amazing. Most comprehensive e-scouting course out there. Check it out for yourself. Sign up. Use promo code PC2020. And now let's get to the show. All right. So I'm sitting here and I have got Ed Gramza on. So Ed, do you want to go ahead and introduce yourself a little bit? Yeah, thanks for having me. So yeah, Ed Gramza, I am the Director of Business Development for Basemap. Uh, live in East Central Wisconsin with my wife and, and two kids. Um, obviously, obviously do a lot of hunting, you know, here in Wisconsin, do some hunting out west. Um, you know, this is this is definitely my favorite time of year. I'm glad fall <laughs> is finally here. After this crazy, the crazy world we live in, I think we can agree that that now we're back in a little bit of normal because we can hunt. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm I'm glad glad it didn't get canceled like my turkey season, which I'm still bitter about. I don't care if they oh. gave me a refund or not. I'm still angry. <laughs> oh, I yeah, I had two hunts canceled this uh, this spring. I had a bear hunt in Idaho get canceled, and I was supposed to go to South Dakota to shoot prairie dogs for a couple of days, and that got canceled. That's terrible. Yeah, Absolutely not. terrible. <laughs> I don't know how people can live like this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't either. I don't either. So, Ed, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and kind of, you know, how you got started hunting and how you got into the outdoor world as far as, um, you know, the industry and everything as well. Yeah. So, you know, I should be 43 here in a couple of weeks. I've been hunting since I've 
been 12. Um, you know, my, my dad and my uncles and my grandpa hunted when I was a kid and, you know, kind of got into it and went with them a couple times, you know, deer hunting in Wisconsin. And I thought, man, this is, this is cool. This is what I want to do. And I couldn't wait till I turned 12 and I could take hunter safety and, and actually do it. Um, you know, so I've been doing it ever since then. Um, you know, mostly Wisconsin, but I go out West about every other year, uh, right now or every year to chase something out there. Um, you know, as far as being in the outdoor industry, you know, I used to work in, in management at, at, uh, Cabela's and Bass Pro. And when I got out of that, I thought, well, how the heck can I stay in, stay in the industry kind of, um, you know, I remembered having big sales and having sales reps from manufacturers come and help with these sales. I mean, I could, I could do that. You know, started <laughs> reaching out to companies and thought, well, how can I get my foot in the door? Um, actually started off doing some writing for a website you know, some, some blogs and gear reviews and stuff and, and actually got a couple replies from the random emails I'd send out to companies and, and it just kind of snowballed from there. Um, you know, now, so I obviously work full time in the industry. I've got kind of a side gig too. I, I, uh, work for Zeiss sports optics. I run their ambassador team, um, you know, and represent a you know, a bunch of other brands in the industry, but it's been a year now since I started full-time with base map. It's kind of cool working in the industry full-time. That's awesome. Yeah. I wouldn't say I work in the industry full-time. This is uh, <laughs> definitely my side gig, but I enjoy it. The The amount of people I get to talk to and just the uh, getting to know them and, and the stories and everything that comes along with it is amazing and truly grateful for that. And it's pretty cool that you're on here because I've got some questions too. But before we get to that, I want to talk, I want to talk hunting first. So you've had a pretty interesting season. I've kind of been following you for a little bit here and just kind of seeing some things. And first, I mean, man, you, you, you getting ready to go for an elk hunt before you did that. I uh, just recently went on my first fly fishing adventure. Oh yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I, uh, I wouldn't say I'm an expert, but you know, probably, probably going to be on a pro staff pretty soon. I went out once. So (laughs) that sounds about right. You know, (laughs) uh, caught, you know, caught a few smallmouth on and and even a gar. So now I'm kind of like, you know, all right, this is cool, but I'm definitely hooked into it and I want to get more into it. And you kind of, I saw you were packing up and going on a fly fishing trip somewhere first, huh? Oh man. Yeah. So I was just in Wyoming a couple weeks ago. Um, went out there to hunt elk and mule deer and I had had an extra day of time out there and this this was my third time hunting out there and usually I go for a, a killer hike in Grand Teton National Park just to make sure I'm ready you know go chase elk well, I went out on this hunt by myself this year and didn't really want to go go on the hike by myself so I booked a, a fly fishing trip on the Snake River through Grand Teton National Park um, ended up catching about three dozen cutthroat trout um, on, on the float trip during the day. So it was definitely a great way to start off the, uh, the trip in Wyoming. That's pretty awesome. So how does, <laughs> it, was, it was awesome. <laughs> how does the Midwestern, I mean, cause I would have never thought I would ever get into fly fishing either. It's one of those things where you're like, Oh yeah, that's like a Western thing or, you know, uh-huh. it's just, it's something nostalgic. You see it in a movie or something and you're like, Oh yeah, that's cool. I don't, we don't do that where I live. And then <laughs> a, as it comes about, you know, I, I saw some guys, it was during the birth of one of my children, I was in the hospital and the hospital is right on the river and it's got the, the birthing suites look onto the river and it's early morning. My wife's over in labor pains, no epidural. And she's laying there grunting and screaming. And I go, honey, look, there's a drift boat. There's guys fly fishing. And, and from that moment, I was like, I kind of want to do that. So it's always stuck in my head. And that's like what got me into it. And I'm kind of curious, like, how, 
how did you get, come to it? You know what? The first time I ever fly fished was in uh, in Montana on the Bitterroot uh, River in, in like south of Missoula. Um, so everything being fair here, I used to work for our competitor. Okay. And I was out there for a business, I was out there for a business trip and, and we had some free time and, and one of the employees for, for Onyx was a full-time guide, you know, so went out with her, with one of the guys from Onyx and, uh, um, did a float, you know, down to Bitterroot and, and fly fish for the first time. Never, never picked up a fly rod in my life. Ended up catching a couple nice, uh, rainbow trout and I was kind of hooked from there. That's and then, cool. <laughs> um, last year. My wife wanted, it was on her bucket list to learn how to fly fish. And, and so for Christmas, I bought her a fly rod, got her some, some lessons. And we actually went out to Missoula and, and fished for a couple days. So she, you know, she got that out of her system. She liked it. Uh, but I, I've done it a couple times and, and, you know, caught plenty of fish. But this, like I said, this uh, trip in Wyoming was, it was epic. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. I just, I mean. Eventually, maybe I'd like to do it out west, but I'm I'm having so much fun right now here, just on the the local rivers and and catching smallies. That it's it's a fun time. I never thought of it, and you you see a few when you're out there fishing or whatever. But I mean, we're both Midwest boys, so it's kind of weird to to pick up the whole fly thing. And you know, I mean, I'm a spinning rod kind of guy. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, I you know here in, in Wisconsin, my uh, fish of choice is definitely musky. So it's a little bit, little bit different going from gigantic baits to little tiny, yeah. little tiny flies and and having finesse. It was it, it's definitely different, but I like it. It's relaxing. Absolutely. So then you went out there, you fly fished, had a great time, and then what happened next? <laughs> <laughs> well, then I went to elk camp. Um, and man, I, I had a, I had a heck of a time. So now I, I did, I did hunt with an outfitter. Um, he's a buddy of mine. You know, this is the third time I've hunted with him out there. Um, main reason I hunted with an outfitter is because I was hunting in the wilderness of Wyoming and Wyoming requires that if you're in the wilderness, you have to have an outfitter or, you know, or a guide or, or hunt with a local. So, um, that doesn't mean I didn't work my butt off though. That's <laughs> <laughs> just because you're hunting with a guy doesn't mean you don't work your butt off. You know, cause as you said, like I was getting ready for that elk hunt for months. Um, you know, so first day of the hunt that morning, I think I chased 10 different elk. I mean, as soon as we, as soon as the sun came up, there was probably, there's at least 10 different bulls bugling on this one, one hill. And I, I almost killed a really nice five point bull a half hour after the sun came up. I was at full draw and he just didn't want to, he didn't want to take two more steps and, and give me a shot. Um, and then shortly after that, we had a run in with a grizzly bear. That's uh, we, <laughs> we, we woke a grizzly bear up and, and he was, he was kind of peeled, um, to the point where he was growling and chomping his teeth and stood up on his hind legs. And, and Dan, my outfitter and I, we both had guns and, and bear spray <laughs> drawn, you know, ready for a fight. Cause he was only like 25 yards away, a little too close for comfort. So did you carry both then you carried both bear spray and the, and the pistol? Yeah. Yeah. You know, because you got to remember shooting a bear, shooting a grizzly bear is a federal offense. It better have a face full of bear spray before you fill it with lead, <laughs> or else you got a lot of questions to answer. Man, I, I don't know if I do both. Just, just from my my whole thing is, is I'm always trying to just make it easier on myself and cut the weight. I don't... Well, I, I should have made a deal with Dan and said, okay, you fire the bear spray. 
I'll fire the gun and we'll do it at the same time. Yeah. But no, we literally, you know, I, I had the, the gun in my right hand and the bear spray in my left hand and we were, we were ready. Um, but yeah, we chased elk all day, you know, all morning they shot up real quick. It was super hot out. Didn't see anything Monday afternoon or the first afternoon, which was Sunday, uh, Monday morning, went to the same place, had another bear encounter, like immediately again, bear spray and guns drawn. <laughs> this bear came walking right up to us at like 20 yards and, not a good way to start off the morning. Um, chased about a 350 inch bull for four hours and just, he just kept pushing his cows and I couldn't, we just couldn't get to him. Um, but that night I did end up shooting a, a bull. Um, not a big one, uh, but it's hard to pass up meat at 10 yards away with a bull. Absolutely. I, um, and that's, <laughs> man, I didn't even, on my first elk hunt, I never even, uh, I never even saw a bull. Really? So, Never even got an opportunity. That was rifle season, third season or something, Colorado. I mean, it was seriously tough. And I didn't I didn't know as much, you know. I mean, I kind of just looked at maps and did some certain things, didn't really understand how to e-scout, didn't uh, really pick an area. I didn't really even download maps for my Onyx. <laughs> didn't have base map then. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, needless to say, I had to stop at a Starbucks and uh, – get a cup of coffee and figure out how to download maps and pre-download <laughs> maps. And yeah, it was, it was interesting, nice. definitely a learning curve, but it's those kind of experiences I think that mold you into a better person and, and help you improve yourself as far as uh, the drive for, for wanting to learn because you learn right. all the mistakes that way. Right. Um, yeah. But you know, so like I said, I couldn't pass up meat at 10 yards and you know, there was another hunter in camp who had not seen an elk yet. And it seemed like the bugling was starting to shut off a little bit, uh, just because it, it was so warm. Um, I don't think the rut had really kicked in yet. So 10 yards, put it in them, um, you know, tracked them for a little bit, lost blood and it was starting to get dark. And like, let's just get out of here. Cause we already had enough run-ins with bears. Let's just come back in the morning. You know, so it was kind of a sleepless night and, you know, we grabbed an extra guy and went in in the morning we all had rifles, bear spray, <laughs> and pistols, you know, because we, we thought for sure we were going to come up on, on this elk and, and uh, find a bear on it. It's not like we are going to shoot a grizzly bear, but it was for our own protection. Right. Um, found where the last blood was, and he ended up being 20 yards away, 30 yards away from where we stopped looking the night before. Found him, wasn't touched. We got him out of there in record time, you know, so we had three guys, two guys cut the elk and one guy with a head on a swivel looking for, you know, looking for a bear coming in. Um, it also got him to town of the processor and, and then the next day went up, you know, it's like 10,500 feet up to mule deer, big mule deer country and ended up shooting a, a really nice mule deer at 440 yards that morning. Nice. So, so two days, two mornings in a row or two days in a row, I ended up uh, notching tags. It was kind of nice. Can't beat that. So, no. So you did that. And then, uh, I mean, has your whitetail season started yet? Uh, whitetail started uh, when I was out in Wyoming, but um, yeah, I'm a, I'm definitely a believer in the October lull. Um, you know, so I don't, this, this time of year, I don't, I don't really sit in a tree saying every time I've gone out this time of year and sat in a tree, I just sit in a tree and see nothing. Um, that's, so how, a couple more that's weeks. how I know you're hunting private land in Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A couple more weeks. I mean, you know, I'm getting, I've got, uh, some cell cams out on our property. So I get, 
pictures every morning and we've got some we've got some big bucks on camera but they're all <laughs> night photos i mean a lot yeah. of bucks but they're all night photos so, so they're you're, not... you're waiting until like second week of november area. Oh, no, first, first week of november I'll, i'm week? headed out there i'm headed out there the day after the election i'm gonna spend <laughs> days out there and time to regenerate <laughs> yes i'll yeah need... <laughs> i'll, I'll uh, self-medicate that night before and go to camp <laughs> wednesday <laughs> solve all the world's problems from a tree stand <laughs> pretty much um, gotcha. so, so yeah i'm excited to get out to uh out to deer camp here in a couple weeks yeah that's cool no i've been i've been hunting not pre- I wouldn't say pretty hard because I've only been out twice, but had a had an opportunity on a doe and I rushed my shot sequence and it turned out pretty bad and <laughs> and then uh, and then on top of that, I mean, we trailed there for maybe a hundred yards and then there was no more blood, so we backed out anyway because we figured it out it was just too bad of a shot there wasn't enough blood and then uh, got some lunch, came back and it started a downpour. <laughs> so it was just did a grid search for a while after you know gave it a few more hours and did a grid search just seeing if we could even kick her up or anything and she was not even in the area so it was it was not a good start to my season so i'm kind of really feeling the 2020 curse right now man it's not it's not doing so hot it's early (laughs) It's early. You got a lot of season left. I'm hoping there's some serious redemption. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. Do you, do you hunt near where you live or do you have to travel somewhere? I, I travel. I, I, um, I mean, I live on a small little chunk of property, but I don't actually deer hunt it. I like just watching those ones grow up. Okay. <laughs> those are, um, so yeah, I hunt pretty much all public ground in the area. I don't really travel too far because of the, the, the children. Um, I don't want to, burden my wife too much until they get a little bit older and then hopefully maybe i can take them with me or something even right but yeah we um me and a couple of buddies we travel around and just hit the hit the public dirt within you know two three hours of here okay so not too bad but no. yeah it, it getting up at three in the morning to go go deer hunting i don't mind it if it's work <laughs> it's a different story so. yeah i hear you my wife gives me crap you know when the alarm goes off in the morning for work it's, I, I don't want to get out of bed but Man, if I got to get up to go hunting, I get up before the alarm even goes off. Yeah, Jeez, normally I don't do you sleep. Do, how do you do that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was a rough day. It was a rough day that day, though. Yeah. I didn't get much sleep. I, I couldn't sleep. Same thing, you know. I mean, it's the day before opener. I didn't get to bed until probably, I don't know, 11 o'clock or something. And then I just, even those couple hours that I had in bed, I didn't sleep. I was just laying there tossing and turning. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I definitely, definitely had that experience in Wyoming on, you know, the night before opening day. It was like, uh, it, it was, it was a long day. It was yep. a long day for sure. Bet you slept good that night though. The next night. I did. Cause I, <laughs> I felt like I was on a death march for, you know, climbing yeah. a mountain in Wyoming for the day. I was, I was pooped. <laughs> I hear you. So let's talk a little bit about, uh, actually I want to know about that bear first is that it was Wisconsin oh, black bear. Yeah. You see that? Yeah. So, (laughs) so that, that's my trophy from last year. It took me eight years to draw that tag. And on the third day of my bear. So let me preface this by saying, you know, in Wisconsin, the average black bear that gets shot is 150 pounds because guys shoot the first bear they see, Mm. you know, because it takes forever to get a tag. Well, I shot the first bear I saw. It was 440 pounds. That's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. He was humongous. (laughs) I sat, I sat in the, in, it was the third day of the season, you know, so it was 
early September. Okay, so it's long days still. You know, the sun's up, you know, for quite a long time. I sat in that tree stand all day because I, two days before that, every time I'd leave to go for lunch, bears would come into the bait. So I'm just sitting here all day. Well, this dang thing came in with about 10 minutes left of legal shooting light. So he literally, I literally sat in there all day. Good. And <laughs> four, 14 yards away, I really wanted to shoot him with the bow. I had a bow and a gun with me. But you know, it was just it was getting too dark. I, I didn't feel comfortable shooting with the bow. I didn't see through the peep sight. Well, yep. four, 14 yards with the rifle, he pretty much dropped right where he stood. He didn't go anywhere. Perfect. <laughs> you know, I, wa- I wanted to get a, a rug made, okay? Um, but he was so dang big, I would have needed a gigantic wall. So I ended up with the half mount. <laughs> Did you keep the rest of the hide, though? You no. Make a- you could have made no, a chair cover or something. I, sh- I should have. I mean, what I really regret is I didn't keep the back claw, like claws from them. Yeah. Um, it was getting late at night and I was just like, uh, I just want this to be over. I'm, <laughs> I've had enough for the day. <laughs> no, but that's yeah, cool so though. F- first bear I've ever, I've ever shot and he was a monster. It, I don't know if I'll ever do it again. I mean, sitting in a tree stand over bait wasn't exactly, I don't know. It's not my type of hunting. That's kind of um, what has always held me away from the idea of kind of doing the, or at least a black bear hunt around here. Uh, yeah. I've always kind of thought in my head, you know, out West, spot it, stalk it, shoot it with a bow, rifle, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, it's like I said, um, you know, I was supposed to go to Idaho and bear hunt, spot and stalk. That's more my, my thing. I mean, I'm happy as hell with the bear I shot, but you know, sitting over bait. I mean, yeah, we sit in tree stands waiting for deer, <laughs> right. but we also don't have a big pile of freaking cookies sitting there either. But you know, I mean, I get, I get the practice behind it, especially in, in Wisconsin where the timber is so thick and you wouldn't even be able to see them more than 20 yards. Anyway, they could walk right past you. I mean, it makes sense. I get it. And right. it's a good management. If you listen to like Clay Newcomb or anybody, they always talk about, you know, management practices and it's a great way to get those numbers. Um, right. but so let's talk about base map. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of what we're here. So, um, I got a few questions first and then I'll let you just kind of cover it. or, you know what, better yet, how about you cover it a little bit, just generally what it is, how it works, all that kind of okay. stuff. And then I've got some additional questions. Perfect. So base map is a, as a mobile application, similar to on X, like I mentioned before, uh, we have satellite imagery, topography, um, rivers, roads, trails, private landowner information, public land information, um, you know, hunting boundaries. We, we have over 800 layers in the app. Um, so similar to, to other apps out there, you know, we're, we're a little more competitively priced. We think we have a better feature set, you know, with our 800 layers, um, on for iOS devices, we have 3D mapping, which is kind of cool for out west. For for you and I, it doesn't do us a whole right. lot of good, but out, <laughs> but out west, it's it's pretty cool. Um, you know, we're 30 bucks a year for all 50 states, where our competitors 100 bucks a year for all 50 states. So we're competitively priced. Um, you know, mobile and desktop, so you can you know be at your computer and do a lot of e-scouting and mark up a map. It'll transfer over to your phone. Um, you know, offline capabilities like you're talking about having to download maps. Yep. You know, we we have the capability to to save your maps from home. You know, before you go out somewhere out west or wherever. Um, that doesn't have cell service. I mean, when I was in Wyoming, I lived offline for a year or for the week, you know, with maps that I saved, um, you know, works on Apple and Android. Um, just a really cool thing. I mean, I used, like I said, I used to work for the competitor and, and I feel like we've, you know, got a little bit better mousetrap. So, um, I'm kind of curious cause there's actually 
almost seems like you wanted to incorporate anglers into the app as well with some of the lake stuff. I didn't, I haven't had a chance to play with it a whole lot yet. Um, but I actually, earlier in the year, I was down on Lake Shelbyville and I didn't have good enough service to actually access the maps because I was trying to turn on those features and see some mm -hmm. of the things that I couldn't do it. But can you kind of talk about that even? Yeah. So we, you know, we do have some fishing information in there. Um, we've got 5,000 lakes that are mapped with, with, uh, contour lines, uh, throughout the country. I, I know that's not a lot. Um, you know, we're looking at expanding that. It's just, being able to source that data, you know, but we also have different base maps. Okay. Um, you know, that highlight water better. So if you're on, on a river or stream or just want to see a lake better. Um, but yeah, we do have, we do have some lakes and, and bodies of water that have, um, um, bathymetric data, basically contour lines. So, um, another question I've got for you on this one is how the heck do I import my data points or all my waypoints from on X into oh, my base that, map. That's super easy. Is um, it? Actually, oh yeah. We've actually got two videos on our YouTube page that show you how to do it. Literally it takes less than a minute on a computer. Okay. Because I got to tell you, I, I'm still switching back and forth between oh, the two man. and I'm going, wait a minute. Oh wait. Oh, I'm in the wrong app. Yeah. Is, I'll be walking so, through the woods trying to find a tree that I marked previously. And I'm like, <laughs> wait, this isn't it. Oh no. Where am I at? So, so, you know, to walk you through it, I mean, you just log in to OnX on, online and you export, um, a, a file because there's a, a button to export. Um, it's a KML.KML file. Right. You export yep. that and then you log into Basemap online and you import it. It literally takes a minute and everything that you have marked on, on OnX, it doesn't have to be OnX. It could be any, you know, HuntStand, HuntWise, Gaia, any of the other, um, maps, or uh, mobile apps out there, import it and everything transfers over. Does it transfer over as what you have it marked as? Not the same icon, you know, cause our icons right. are different, but right. it, whatever you have it labeled as. Yeah. Okay. I don't label yep. them. That's my problem. I only use a little <laughs> picture. So I'm going to have, I'm going to have a whole bunch of dots on a screen. Yeah. It'll, it'll, defa it'll default to our, you know, just our, our basic, green dot. <laughs> yeah. Our green, our green uh, marker icon. I'm going to have to go through them all first and label them as what they are. Cause I've got, you know, rub scrapes, beds, all yep. kinds of stuff. Yep. Yeah. Oh, so we, no. we definitely make it easy to, you know, to transfer over from, you know, another app or even if you have both and want to compare them, it, it, we make it easy to, to do it. And, and, you know, I shouldn't say this, but I mean, it works the opposite way. You know, anything that if you have both apps, anything on base map, you can do to the competition too. you know, it, it's just an export and import of, of a file. Right. So, um, my next question with that would be kind of like, it, it seems like I haven't really gotten into it more yet, but it seems like it's kind of more detailed and geared towards like whitetail hunting as far as like, there's more features for it. It seems like, well, so, you know, one thing that differentiates us from the competition is, is our satellite imagery. Um, you know, our competitor doesn't use a super high resolution satellite imagery. We actually use, um, Google imagery. Well, there's different, there's different satellite options, but right. our high res is, is basically Google maps. Okay. Google imagery, which is super high resolution, you know, so you can see everything. Um, the reason why you think, you know, or, or see some advertising or, or features for whitetail is because I pushed for it. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, you, you and I can agree because we're whitetail hunters. Whitetail is king. 
Okay. Well, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how many times I've said that. And, and if you're out west listening to this podcast, I, I love elk hunting and mule deer hunting as much as the next guy, but whitetail is king. You know, <laughs> there, there's more whitetail hunters than any other demographic in the hunting world. That there is. Okay. So, you know, we thought, well, how do we how do we grow? How do we appeal to the masses? And and it was it's whitetail. Um, you know, Onyx doesn't focus on whitetail much. They still they market a little bit but you know it's like well let's come out with some features or marketing geared towards the whitetail hunter um so just a month ago we we released an update and, and came out with something we called hunt wind okay it's a, mm-hmm. a wind check uh feature um you know on the screen it's like an animated smoke and shows you which way you know the wind is blowing basically which way your scent is going you know and it shows you in real time you can in our pro membership you can look up to 24 hours um and with that, whenever you drop a marker that's a tree stand or ground blind, you can set your ideal wind. So if you're sitting on a food plot or something and you don't want the wind blowing out, you set your wind that's blowing away from you. And now you can see for seven days what days you should be in that stand. That's what I was referring to because I actually just did that the other day. I had a few trees marked out. I, yeah. actually, I actually wrote down my GPS because I didn't know how to import them. I wrote down the <laughs> GPS coordinates and dropped a pin in my... <laughs> nice. That's awesome. <laughs> Um, so, so yeah, that, I mean, that was, we wanted, I'll be honest, we wanted to do more whitetail features. Um, but you know, we're, we're a small company and, and we had some improvements to make to the app and it's like, okay, if we're going to come out with one whitetail feature this year, what should it be? And, and we kind of agreed that it should be this wind, you know, and tree stand, uh, uh, feature, which is definitely, I mean, guys out West can use the, the wind check, uh, but it's definitely geared more towards the whitetail hunter. No, that's pretty neat. That's pretty neat. What else uh, kind of features or things have you guys kind of put into it or kind of thinking maybe in the future if you could talk about that? Oh, boy. We've got <laughs> we've got a lot of stuff on the roadmap, um, you know, as far as, you know, some whitetail-specific stuff, um, you know, some improvements. We're going to improve the our offline map um, experience. It takes a long time to download maps. We're, we're working on um, improving the download speed and how it all comes in. Um, we just released an update to our, our weather center. So now we always had weather, but it just showed like an average temperature, you know, the high and the low, it took the average. Now we actually show a seven day forecast, um, you know, hourly forecast incorporated the tree stand, um, uh, feature, you know, showing the wind. Um, and and actually we just released an update yesterday that now we, we're going to cache or save automatically like five days of weather. So if you go offline or something, you know, as soon as you connect somewhere, it's going to save five days of weather. So you can actually kind of use the wind, you know, the hunt wind and, and see whether, you know, if you're offline. So could you add that to your notes then? Because you have the notes section on the, like for your, you know how you can click on that on your, on your base map. Can you right. like save that to your notes or something to where? No, it'll, it'll save it in the, you know, in the background. Okay. It'll, it'll save it, you know, kind of cache it to the device, but, um, you know, so there's really nothing to do with that. How, how long does it save it for? Until you connect again. It's always going to be a rolling five okay. days. Okay. So it can't be like, oh, I saw a bunch of deer on this day and save, like paste it to your notes or something so you can watch the weather and the barometric pressure and oh, stuff. Oh, so it's funny that you bring that up because we're, there's a feature that's, we don't talk, we talk about it a little bit, but <laughs> we are, you know, when you drop a marker, okay, 
we call them smart markers. Anytime you drop a marker, it actually records that historic data, barometric pressure, wind, temperature, moon phase, blah, blah, blah. So if you're going to keep a log of if you're out scouting, yes. and, well, what, what, what was the weather like when right. I saw this deer? It saves all that. You don't have to do it. That's awesome. So when, you, when you open up that marker, you know, and open it up to like edit it, it will show you all that stuff. We call it smart markers. That's cool. That's really cool because that's one of the things that I've kind of been talking about, but I'm going to be honest, I'm just not that organized of a guy, but I really want to start doing field notes and taking notes and like keep a journal of all this stuff so I can look back and kind of find patterns and different things. Well, and, and I never it, do it. So it just now, so happens. It just so happens in base map. There's an online, there's a, a journal in the app. I know I haven't used it yet. <laughs> oh man. You know, so, you know, some people, some people so are far, to, to use it, but you know, there's street levels of privacy. You can make it hundred percent private so that only you see it. There's a, like a limited um, view. So anybody that you're friends with or follow on there can see the, the post, but they can't see the location. Oh no. Or, Ed, or, I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't know that. Or, Is everybody yeah. going to poach my spots? <laughs> or, or, or you can, or you can make it public and they see, they see, you know, what your, you know, what your notes are, the image and the location where you, where you entered it. I do not but, want that. <laughs> yeah, you, can, you can set it to private. So only you can see it. So does it, what's the factory default? That's what I need to know right now. <laughs> uh, factory default is limited. Okay. Um, you know, so where, it'll, where I can see your, your post, but I can't see the location where it is. Hmm. Okay. Cause no, I you, haven't posted anything in the journal. Yeah, so you do, yeah. A, you do an outdoor journal, like it creates a, a, a marker waypoint. Okay. I'm going to need to set that to private. <laughs> I always wondered, I always wondered if companies like, even when I'm finding mushrooms and I'll, I used to mark them on, on X all the time, they got the mushroom marker and I'm marking it and I'm like, I wonder if anybody ever goes and poaches mushroom spots through your, you know oh, what I mean? Like they're looking and, yeah. and going, oh man, yeah, that must be a hot mushroom spot. Yeah. Don't share that because I'll, I'll be in there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what, I, what I will tell you is that is all of our developers and GIS people that work on the app and can probably see this stuff behind the scenes. None of them are hunters, so they're not going to steal your, they're not going to use your information for, for personal benefit. Yeah, that would be bad. I always wondered about that. But yeah. so you talked about mushrooms. What kind of mushrooms do you go after? Uh, morels. Just morels? Yeah. 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 You don't ever go after hens or anything? Hen of the woods? Mm -mm. Do you even, you know what they are? Yeah, I've seen them. Yep. But you don't, just, you don't uh, like them. You don't want them. Never had one. See, that's a problem. I think I you need to change I'm that. A, it, I'm a morale guy. I mean, that's that's like the benefit of one of the benefits is uh, spring turkey hunting. Is you carry a bag and fill it with morels when you're not turkey hunting. I tell you what, it can be a game changer though when you find a giant hen, and, oh you, and you get skunked when you're deer hunting. Oh so boy. it works both ways. Okay. And I got some recipes. I'll send you some recipes. And it'll all be right, good. it's good stuff. See, and and where I hunt in Southwest Wisconsin, another thing that's big out there that people look for on on property is ginseng. Yeah, that's a thing. I I don't really get into that, but yeah. I don't either. But man, like I should be looking for ginseng because you can make a boatload of money if you find that stuff. I think in here in Illinois, you got to get like a permit now to really? to harvest. Yeah, to harvest ginseng, you have to get a permit. Interesting. And then and then I think you have to sell it to like a licensed ginseng dealer as well oh, so, so that like, you don't make as much money yeah they've changed they've changed <laughs> yeah. things on that so i mean i guess for private consumption or something to be different if you're making your own little tinctures or whatever but right that's not yeah interesting yeah so tell me more tell me more tell me more about base map let's like what else I, i'm just curious because there's probably things that i haven't discovered yet what's like is there any feature that's like 
an awesome feature that people probably don't know about? Um, how about live location sharing? Yeah, okay. I don't like those. <laughs> well, but you get to set it, you know, so like let, a cool thing for that, let's say that you had a lease with, you know, with some buddies or family or even public land, you know, you guys all hunt together. You can, if you share your location with your hunting buddies, you can at least see, okay, he's in that stand. I can't go over there or this, you know, he's over there. It's kind of a, a neat thing for whitetail guys. If, you know, if you are on a lease. Yeah, or, that is cool like, actually. Cause my buddy in the dark set up like maybe 150 yards away from me the other day and didn't even realize that I get down out of my tree and start walking and I look over and I see him coming down and I'm like, Oh, I thought you were going over there. It was <laughs> totally opposite direction. He goes, yeah, I kind of got turned around a little bit and I figured it looked like there was a lot of good sign here. So I set up, <laughs> I'm like, okay. Nice. Yeah. You know, so, so that, that's kind of a cool thing. You know, you have to have cell service, you know, for, for that to work. It doesn't, uh, you know, work. It, it obviously requires satellite, but it doesn't just use satellite. Um, I, I mean, our, our big thing right now is that is our hunt wind. I mean, we're, we're pushing that because it is, it is whitetail season. Um, you know, we've got a, you know, we've got, we've got some, some celebrities that we have on board with, with base maps. I've so they're, seen that. They're like pushing it hard. Big time, big time. Oh celebrities. yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. So that, that's what I do. Okay. That's, that's part of my job, but you know, director of business development, that's a lot of fancy words for, I know everybody in the hunting industry, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so like bone collector. Okay. Yep. Uh, Ralph and Vicky, um, North American whitetail deer and deer hunting. You know, those are some of our, our whitetail folks that are, are helping us get the, get the word out to us, us folks in the Midwest and East. I'd hate to say it, Ed, but I don't actually follow any of those people. <laughs> Really? Nope. Nope. I'm I'm into more like the the YouTubers, the hunting publics, the close proximity TVs, the Um, how about so probably the closest thing we'd have to that, uh have you heard of Breaking Point TV? No. Oh man. Like no. they're they're oh. well hunting public is is on X. I mean I think you're yep. listening to, to on X guys here. Well, you know what? <laughs> I, I went, I went for the home runs. I mean, not that I don't want these, these people, you know, the, the, the hunting public and, and guys like that. Or like I, DIY sportsmen. Or yeah. I went, he's an on Xer too, I think. I, I or went Dan Infault even. Runs. I mean, yeah. you know, native Wisconsiner. Yeah. It, it'll, <laughs> it may happen. Give me time. What about Eberhardt? <laughs> We had to, we we were trying to go for for a few home runs, but 2021 is just around the corner, and who knows what I'll have up my sleeve. There you go. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about the the one of the other favorite features of mine, especially for the price point of what it is for a year. Okay. You're paying and you're playing the base the the gear, gear drop. That's oh, awesome. That that's Except, the other that's the other side of my job. So all the prizes and everything about gear drop. I set it up every week. I get the prizes every week. So I, if you hate gear drop or don't like it, don't send me any hate mail. If you love it, still don't <laughs> send me hate mail, but I'm, I'm the guy behind that. It wasn't my brainchild, but it's, it's, um, part of, part of my weekly job. So I got to say, I'm a little disappointed. I think it's cool that it shows you where you're ranking now. As uh -huh. far as like the slider scale, but I don't like the fact that once I set that pin, I can't go back and move it. Well, <laughs> you guys changed it on me. Well, if you, if you want to, <laughs> if you want to be able to move your pin, we got to take the, take that out. Yeah. I mean, that was kind of the trade-off. 
and you know, I'll be honest with you. It, it, the last couple of weeks, God, I'm going to get killed for saying this. I mean, the last couple of weeks has been driving me nuts because there, there's been there's been some people gaming it somehow. You know, so we've been like figuring out how to how to make it so it's not so so people can't cheat and stuff. Um, I don't know how you could cheat. I can't. I couldn't <laughs> figure that out. But I, I've been I've been trying to figure out how they're doing it. Um, it, it hasn't happened much. Um, but you know we're we're trying to figure it out. But yeah, people people got pissed off when when we had when we put into percentage ranking. Well, I can't move my marker now. Well, yeah, you got to do the other task to to unlock another guess. Yeah, I that's one my one gripe. I like knowing that I'm like in the seventy percent range <laughs> to eighty percent range. The one time I was like ninety four percent, and I'm like. How do how the hell do I get to be a hundred? <laughs> like, what, well, what, you want you want a lower number, so you want to be in the top five percent. Okay, wait, what? So if you're looking at if you're looking at the percentage, yes, you want a lower number. What? If you, if, you, if it says ninety five percent, you're way you're not even in the same county. You're like way off. You want oh, a lower. Okay, number. so the last one I did was like <laughs> was like twenty percent, and I'm like, I am a failure. No, no, you did halfway decent if you're well, I, you know, I did not know that so yeah if you, you, you might 90s, want to advertise that a little bit better well we have <laughs> if well it, it's like if you're in the five percent it's green if you're in like the lower percentage it'll it'll prompt you do you would you like to see the hints would you like to unlock another marker uh, we, we can't just come out and say you suck you know we i think we you suddenly... need to you need to do that be like <laughs> you're terrible maybe go back and do a little more scouting yeah, no we, we subtly say you suck and you better, you better i didn't for... catch on to that and then I look at the hint. I always look at the hints first, and then I get angry because I'm like, "When's this video gonna drop with the, with the whatever? You know, when's Dennis gonna come on and talk about his pack and tell me, tell me more details about this, wherever they are in Idaho?" You oh, know? <laughs> you know. So we we started doing the video hints on Fridays just as a kind of a way to get our users to interact with us a little bit more on, on social media and build our social media. And <laughs> I, I like them. It's kind of spread out how people play. Cause the, you know, as soon as gear drop launches on Wednesday, everybody's playing. It's like, why would you want to drop all your markers right away? Because now you just dropped them and there's one more hint coming. I know. And then I wait. And then sometimes I even forget, Ed. <laughs> well, <laughs> and, and that's why I like the hints though. I like the hints coming back and saying, Hey, you've got like six hours left before the uh-huh. final, yeah, the final so, countdown or whatever. So, yeah. You know, so you're in central time like me, you know, the hints are always going to be around 12 o'clock central time, you know, and you're only there <laughs> for 24 hours on our Instagram and Facebook stories, Instagram and Facebook stories. You know, it's I not know. a post. <laughs> I know. I always, I forget that too. And I go look it on your page and I'm like, what the heck? Where's this at? And then I got to click on the, you know, the, the highlighted circle thing. Yep. I'm kind of, I'm not that good with social media. I'm not a tech guy at all, which is kind of crazy because I'm doing a podcast, right? Right. <laughs> but, 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 you know, it, it's been fun. I mean, we started Geardrop. Um, it's coming up on a year. End of October, it's going to be a year that we've had it. And I mean, we've had some really kick-ass prizes. I mean, some some rifles. There's just a, a lot of cool gear. And we've got, we still got a lot of cool stuff planned for the rest of the year. Yeah, the one thing you didn't have was a publicly challenged T-shirt on the gear drop for the for the mountain archery fest. But other than that, you know, they, they've been pretty awesome. So, yeah, you you were doing the podcast with Brandon, right? For I did. That? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So we were we were a uh, you know a sponsor of of MAF and and he had you know he people had to download base map to see the the course and yeah it was pretty cool. 
That is neat, though. I mean, how you guys actually mapped out the whole course and stuff—that had to had to be a little trying, but it's no, pretty neat. He, he did it, Brandon. Well, he did dropped it. him right, but I yeah. mean, he had to make cool. the layer. You know, oh. so he had to he had to walk the course, or you know, and drop the markers. He we didn't do anything. He did it. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> it was all on him. Did you go to any of the events? I didn't. I wanted to so bad. I just oh, ended up COVID. not having time, and then oh, COVID messed that up. Yep. I ended up burning up a lot of vacation days that I did not want to burn up. That really sucked. <laughs> As we were, you know, we were talking about going to some events. I wanted to go to one or two of them and you know, I just wasn't going to travel. My wife would have killed me. See, mine didn't care about the travel. It wasn't any of that stuff that bothered her, but it was like, you know, I only have X amount of days and I yeah. needed to spend some of them with the family and, you know, you gotta, you gotta keep that responsibility first, family first, and then hunting, even though that's hard for a lot of us. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, exactly. I wish I could be out hunting more, but you know, I'll, I'll come <laughs> back full circle to why I haven't been in a tree stand yet. You know, I yeah. also spent a week and a half in Wyoming. If I didn't have a family, you bet it, you bet your butt I'd be out <laughs> in Southwest Wisconsin every weekend, you know, Absolutely. but I have, I have to pick pick my i have to choose my days wisely yeah and and plus so. i i went out to uh the western hunting summit that uh lampers puts on out there in okay. bozeman so that kind of ate up more of my vacation time that uh i ended up i drove out there because of the whole flying thing i was like you know what i'll just drive i don't want to have to deal with any travel restrictions or anything so so i did that and that added some time to my trip so it was like man I knew I had to burn those days, but otherwise, man, next year for sure. Maybe hopefully even comes out to the Midwest. I know there's some talk of that about the mountain archery fest. So I hope so. I mean, yeah. I think we're, we're on board with, uh, work with him again next year. So it'd be nice to see something a little closer. Yeah, definitely. Hopefully. hopefully. Although it won't be in Illinois. You don't have any mountains. Although we don't well, have much of what's Well, there. you got, you got some over the Madison way, right? I mean. North of there. Yeah. Um, you know, Rib Mountain and Wausau. Yeah, so you got something. At least, you yeah, know, whatever. We're not judging Illinois anyway. We, we don't need to talk about it. It's, it's, we, we know it's not that great. It's just okay, but it's got some good whitetail hunts, so we can't complain too much, right? It does. Yeah. But, does. Uh, yeah. So, are you, are you, <laughs> you're still not considering the t shirt. That's fine. <laughs> Next year. Next year when we're doing gear drop with Mountain Archery Fest, okay. we will do some t-shirts. <laughs> awesome. No, Ed, it's been cool talking to you. I've had, I've had fun, and uh, it's good learning about it. And I'm sure I'll probably be reaching out to you with more questions as, as they arise as far as, um, as far as base map goes. But can you kind of just uh, tell everybody where they can find you and, 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 uh, and your product or base map? Yeah, so, um, you know, basemap.com. Uh, Use that to see more about the product, find out about it, buy it. Um, you know, if you've got an account, you can go to basemap.com and log in. That's how you kind of e-scout from the computer. For your mobile device, iTunes and Google Play, um, you know, we do have a free or basic version. Kind of limited, doesn't show you the public and private landowner information. And there's, you know, there's a lot of the layers and functions that are behind a paywall. But it is functional from a, a free standpoint. And it's free to play Geardrop. Um, I did not you know, know that. I, yeah. Yeah. So you got to make them, you got to make them pay for that because man, gear, gear no, drop man, is our, cool. Come on. Our, our lawyers tell us that when, when I set up the gear drop, I have to make it equally, you know, everybody has to have the same 
ability to win, whether they pay for it or it's free. That and that is the hardest part. It, <laughs> that doesn't make sense. That's like, I mean, you look at, I'm just saying, look at Go Hunt. You can only win their drawings, their monthly prizes, if yep. you're a Go Hunt member. I'm just saying. Just saying. I, I don't like your lawyers. I, I, <laughs> I, I think our lawyers are in California. Sorry right. if you live in California. Participation but, trophies. I get that. <laughs> yes. So trust me, from my side of, of Deardrop, it's so hard to try to make it equal for everybody. Yeah. I, it's hard. I don't like that as much. Now, here I thought I was buying the membership, and it, the membership <laughs> was totally worth it just playing the gear drop. The gear drop alone, I was like, nah, yeah, my 35 bucks, no big deal. You know, you, you, may, you may have a slight advantage because it's hard to come up with hints and locations that are strictly free. You might have a little bit of an advantage sometimes with, with the pro membership. There Thanks might for- be one extra layer you need to have turned on to, to find it. That's, you know, that's one thing that, man, there's so many layers. I have mm-hmm. not even scratched the surface of them yet. I haven't even, I'll get there eventually, maybe. There's but, a lot. Yeah. Uh, but social media, we're on Facebook, uh, Instagram, uh, Instagram, it's basemap underscore hunt fish and basemap hunting and fishing on, uh, on Facebook. Awesome. I appreciate it. Thanks for coming on and talking to me. You bet. Thanks, buddy. Let's do it again. All right. Sounds good. And once again, thank you so much for listening to the Publicly Challenged podcast. I hope you enjoyed the show. And if you did, please subscribe on whatever platform it is you're listening to. Also, if you could leave a review, that would help us out. And you can check us out on Instagram or at publiclychallenged.com. And once again, thank you so much for listening to the show. Join Captain Justin Leake and Meredith McCord for the best fishing action along Panama City Beach. Tune in to Chasing the Sun every Sunday at 9.30 a.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. A life that has the stories to back it. A life to be proud of. It's a Winchester life. Yeah, baby. 6-8 Western. A mule there, baby. Right there. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.